Global Financial Crime Watchdog, the FATF, yesterday added South Africa to its grey list group of countries under special uh, scrutiny, of course, as we've mentioned, to, to implement standards to prevent money laundering. Now, when the FATF places a jurisdiction under increased monitoring, it means the country has committed to resolve the identified strategic deficiencies within agreed timeframes. Now, last year, Parliament passed two laws to address the flag deficiencies, including the anti-money laundering and anti-terrorism financing legislation. The International Financial Watchdog announced its decision to place both South Africa and Nigeria under grey listing following a week-long plenary at its headquarters in Paris, France. I'm joined now by Professor Yanni Rousseau from the Vitz Business School um, to, to give us just some analysis and reaction as well to this to this matter. Professor Rousseau, thank you very much for your time. I read a comment just a moment ago from one of our listeners, Bramoro, who um, cites, of course, uh, the, the, the matter of uh, Palapala Farmgate, if you will. Of course, it's a, it's a bit out of our minds. Currently, we're talking about all sorts of, of other issues. But the timing of this grey listing as well brings issues such as those, and of course others about really the state of the state of affairs in the country and how closely we're watching some of some of these issues, such as the illicit uh, you know illicit financial flows, uh, money moving in and out of of the country as proceeds of crime and so on. What do you make of of this grey listing, and, and what does it mean now for South Africa? Good morning, Cecilia. Good morning to the listeners. In short, the listing of South Africa is a very serious matter. It will be negative for the country. It will be negative for all the people in South Africa. It's something that we should have converted. We have been warned. And the government simply did not take sufficient steps to avert this grey listing. And uh, hence, we are now in a position where capital flows to South Africa, for instance, will be impeded. Mm-hmm. For, for, for of course, people who are who trade internationally or um, are, are sending money or receiving money and so on um, into the country, this just means that uh, they may have a few more hoops to jump. There will be a few more hoops to jump. It will be more difficult to move money internationally. Specifically, it will be more difficult for international investors to invest in South Africa. South Africa will become an unattractive, a more unattractive international investment destination. Mm. So uh, we can expect less capital inflow from abroad into South Africa. In your view, Prof, why or how did we end up in this position here? Because um, the, the government has been aware for a couple of years now, really, of, of some of some of these issues. Did they just leave it far too late to try and sort out all of these requirements set out by the Financial Action Task Force? Now, indeed, uh, the fact that if or Financial Action Task Force is an intergovernmental structure, an international organization, and they've warned us as far back as 2021 that we need to get our house in order and that we need certain steps to be taken that we run the danger of ending up on the so-called grey list or uh, the list of countries that are under close monitoring. And the South African government simply failed to do the necessary steps over the next 18 months. So the way forward now is the debate on how to get off this uh, grey list 
countries can get off the grey list by mm. just taking the right steps. And it normally takes a country, say, about five years to get everything in place because it is even more challenging to get your house in order once you are on the grey list mm. and when you've prevented it. And then we really have to remember that from the grey list, we can also fall to the black list. There are three countries currently on the black list just about impossible for international investors to invest in those countries. Those three countries are North Korea, Iran, and Myanmar. So uh, mm-hmm. that is, of course, now the next danger South Africa should prevent is falling to the blacklist. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's certainly not the, the, the sort of company we want to be a part of. We heard the finance minister earlier this week, uh, of course, uh, delivering the, the, the budget and talking about a, uh, you know, talk about a, a plan B of, of sorts here. What does this do to to the budget address? Um, what sort of what sort of changes do you think would, would then need need to be made to, of course, get us in a, in a better standing? Well, in my view, uh, the possibility of greatness being was taken into consideration when the budget was set, that the government, for the pressure at least, assumed at that stage that South Africa will be greatlisted. So I do not see immediate changes to the budget as a result of the grain listing. However, the big challenge now is to introduce the monitoring, introduce the prosecution necessary to get South Africa off the grain list in the shortest possible period of time. But I must make the point very clearly again, this is a case where the South African government has failed the people of South Africa. Mm-hmm. They failed us with ESCOM. They are now failing us with the grey list. South Africans have higher expectations of its government. Just finally, Prof, your your projections for the future. Right? Do do you think one, the political will is there to sort to sort this out? That there is an appreciation of of the urgency of it all, because as we know, um, you know, there are all sorts of other factors that make it difficult for, uh, for for investors to look at us as a suitable investment destination. We know the issues with the with the power cuts and so on. Uh, in, in in your view. Is this government going to get it right, whether in the next um, year, 18 months, or, or five years, or however long it might be? This government is not going to achieve anything in the next year. Its only focus will be the 2024 general election coming up. It is as if there is an inability to take any decision in the government. Our president, Mr. Ramaphosa, announced on the 9th of February that the Minister of Electricity will be appointed in the Cabinet. It was done with great fanfare in the State of the Nation address. It is now the 25th of February, and he's not even been able to appoint the Minister of Electricity. Mm. If we have an inability to get one Cabinet Minister appointed, fat if problems are much, much bigger mm. than appointing a single Cabinet Minister. So with an inability to take decisions, I don't expect 